Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm sorry, why didn't you focus on anything else? Because I, I didn't think anybody, I didn't think... Yeah, I mean, you were paying him to do more than sleeves. You were paying him to do all kinds yes. of things. Then you're Absolutely. standing there, you're sporting the suit, you got a three, three-sided mirror, you're looking at yourself. How, how are you not focusing on any other part of it? This is the plaintiff, Ernest Jackson. He says he bought a new suit and brought it to the defendant to have it altered. And after multiple attempts, the guy couldn't tailor it correctly. In fact, his new suit is now ruined. He had to buy another suit. And he wants the $1,000 he's owed. So he's suing for it. This is the defendant, Nicholas Harper. He says he did everything he could to make the plaintiff happy. But the wishy-washy guy kept changing his mind about the fit he was looking for. The defendant says he even bought the plaintiff a new suit. But nothing can satisfy this guy. So now it's up to the judge to decide who's in the right and who's in the wrong. He's accused of sewing himself into a corner. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Jackson, what's going on? Your Honor, thank you for taking our case. Um, As you know, uh, emergencies can happen, mistakes can happen, but the conclusion is that if we're in business, we got to must we must remain professional, and work with integrity to to remain at the top of our game. Okay. And so uh, I had a very very important celebration in my life that ha- was happening September the 26th. I'm what sorry. was what was that celebration? I was in installation uh, service. I was I took a position to become a new pastor okay. uh, of a of a local church here in in um, Ohio. Okay. And uh, it's a pretty big day. Of course, for me and the church, and those and my family members who were a part of it, and so uh, I bought a suit and took it to uh, Nick on uh, August the second. And how I went to Nick was because I was on Facebook and saw a very good friend of mine supporting Nick and said how good of a job he did. So matter of fact, so I went to Nick. I was very impressed with the store and his window. Very impressed. Matter of fact, the shirt that I'm wearing today. 
is the shirt that he made. He made this shirt. So my idea was only to support him. Okay, so what went wrong with the suit tailoring? So I took him a suit, and so sure enough, we put it on, and, and, and so he suggested, let's raise the sleeves one inch. And so I thought about that, and I texted him and said to him, do not take it up an inch. Take it, take it only a half an inch, only a half an inch. August the 3rd, he replied, good morning, no problem. So when I go and pick up the suit on, on the 7th, one sleeve is longer than the other. Okay. So he simply says, no problem. I can fix that. No problem at all. Let's do, do, do so. So I go back and pick up the suit. I pay him for the alterations. And so I only focused on the sleeves. I did not focus on anything else on, on the suit. Why? When I take the suit home. I'm sorry. Why didn't you focus on anything else? Because I, I didn't think anybody, I didn't think. Yeah, I mean, you were paying imagine. him to do more than sleeves. You were paying him to do all kinds yes. of things. So then you're standing Absolutely. there, you're sporting the suit, you got a three, three-sided mirror, you're looking at yourself. How, how are you not focusing on any other part of it? Well, I was, I, I just, I could not imagine what I was going to see next. I could not imagine. So I did not see this or realize this till I got home. And when I got home, I showed my friends this, this, this suit that I'm excited about and how he changed the sleeves. I turned, and, and they're standing behind me. They said, Jack, do you know your black suit is sewn together with white thread? I said, no way. You're kidding. I take the suit off. I hold the suit up like this. And, it's, and he sewed the, the stitch from the center in white thread. Nick simply says to me, I can fix that. No problem at all. Then no problem. But did, he, did, he, did, he mention, did he say why he had sewn it with a white thread? I did not ask him that. I just looked at his machine over to my left and had a white thread. All right, so go on. So I said to Nick, I said, Nick, um, I said, when I took this suit home, should I have put placed it in, in, in the cleaners first? He said, no, 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 no. You should have worn that suit that night. I said, thank you for saying that. Because he did not sew the hem together and it was absolutely wrinkled at the bottom crazy. And we have a white thread in the center of it. I can fix that, no problem. So, so, so we take the white thread out and now we have a crease, a V crease in the center. Not only that, forgive Wait, me. Wait, I don't understand. We, Why do we have a V crease? If we just because, change a thread, we shouldn't, everything will be fine. Nope, you're absolutely right, Your Honor, but this is the problem. He didn't take it in from the side. He pulled, he pulled the back together. So when you pull the, the back together and you earn that, now you have a crease that's made in the back of the suit. Do you have a picture of what you're talking about? I can show you a suit and, and explain it to you better. So what he did was, instead of taking it from the side, taking it from the side, he pulled it together within here. He pulled it together and sewed it like this. Was there a seam on the jacket in question? No, no, no. He, he created this seam. Okay, so there was never a seam in the, in the back center and he created the seam. Mr. Harper, do you have the jacket with you? I do. Can I see it? Can I see the back of the jacket? All right, so um, let me, I'm gonna come closer. All right, can you pull it a little bit away? All right, so the seam that I'm looking at in the center, is that something you created or something that was already in the suit? 
and you just took no, it in. That's the original seam in the back of the suit. Can you can you uh, lift the jacket uh, up slowly, slowly, so that I could see the seam? Yeah, I see the seam in the back of the suit. All right, there's a seam in the back of the suit. He may um, have taken it in, and it caused some hump you don't like, but he didn't create the seam in the center of the suit, Mr. Jackson. So what happens? You tell him that you need him to change it again because something is wrong. Because what? What's the what's what's happening that you don't like that you send it back to him? That press seam that he placed in there remained there. It it was. It was married, but it remained there music. after what? Did you change how the the way you wanted the fit to be? Did you decide it was too oh, tight? Oh, none of that. None okay. of that. I just want I just wanted it to be that you could not see the seam that he had created by by sewing it together from the center. Okay, you're suggesting that he cut the suit in half in the center and created a seam from head to toe on that suit oh. that was never there. No, ma'am. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Not, I'm not saying that at all. What are what you? What I saying? am saying. What he did was he took half of this suit here, half of this suit here, and sewed it together. Okay. So when you sewed it together, you now you now press this down, you press this together. Okay. Now when you say, oh, I made a mistake, and also it creates a roll in the in the collar. It creates a roll. So when we have this roll in the back of this collar, he then says to me, I have to pay him to remove a roll in my collar that he created. The role wasn't there. Let me ask you, Mr. Harper, for what reason were we letting out? Did he change his mind on the style or was he trying to get rid of that bunching in the collar? So originally um, we, we went with taking the jacket in. He said he usually doesn't do that, but he would try it. So we went ahead and tried that. And then when he brought it back and mentioned the role, I was explaining to him that when you change the shape of the jacket, sometimes it creates that role until you try it on to know that you need to make that adjustment. So he said, no, let's just let it back out to the original way it was. So when I let it back out, that's what created that crease. So that was his decision was to in. let it back out to how it was. It was not, you right. could have fixed the row and kept it tight. Right. But he, how, he said instead of honor. paying more to get the row fixed, he would rather just let it back to the original. But why would he, why should he have to pay more to get the row fixed? Well, normally what happens is you don't find the row until the person tries the jacket on for the fitting. Listen, I don't so know what we're calling additional. a row. I don't know what magical thing everybody's describing as a row. But if I go to a tailor and all of a sudden when they do it, it's still not right, then they just redo it. They do it until it gets right because I pay the tailor to get it right. I don't pay the tailor um, to get it partially right and then pay him more to get it right. My body is my body is my body. If I gained weight then, hey, now the poor guy's got to do double work, all right? Or if I lose weight, which kept happening with my wedding dress, and only with my wedding dress, um, because then I was married, you know? So, and, uh, but uh, what I don't get is why the, the guy should have to pay to get, pay you more to get the row out. The row shouldn't be there. So if you're, if you're giving him a quote for t a tailored jacket, it should include whatever work you might have to do if it pops up. Normally, well, it doesn't happen that way if that row is not something, so the row is a cause of the shape of the jacket changing. I'm not interested in that. Body. If you suggest, let's tailor it like this, it needs to be perfectly tailored like that. I don't really, there's nothing, well, I, it, I, there's nothing about the I jacket that's evil or, uh, or wrong or whatever else. It, it's either, it's either, 
it, it's something that can be done with the jacket or it can't. So don't suggest it to him if you don't think you can handle it. I think you can handle it. It just seemed like a lot of work and he seemed like a very high maintenance customer, you know, because he, because, you know, you had to keep at it as opposed to, you know, get him out and get a new client in. So, but that sometimes happens, you know. So you quote him how much to fix the row? I, I never got to give him a quote because he said, never mind, let's just let it out. And I said, okay, no problem. We'll, right. we'll just but, let it back out. But did he say, never mind? He didn't say, never mind, let's just let it out because he changed his mind on the style. He said that because you told him you were going to charge him more to make it right. All right, so then what happens with the suit? It's uh, coming up on your big day. You're supposed to pick it up on September 26th. What day are you well, supposed my, my to pick it up? My big day was September the 26th. This, this this whole ordeal began August the 2nd. Yeah, but by the time you tell him, never mind, let's let it out, what day is it? August the 7th. I'm just trying to figure out what, how we get from August 7th to September 22nd. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Each time, Your Honor, we got it got so close to the date that when I went in, each time I went into the store to pick up my jacket, the crease was there. He explained, I'm trying to get this out. Mr. Jackson, do this for me. Take your jacket to a cleaners because my iron is not strong enough to get this crease out. Take it to a So he had already uh, he had already let it out, but the crease was showing. Well, that's why it's the crease still was showing. showing. And so you take so it to a cleaners it. and the cleaners can't get it out. Yes, that, well, that part is true. I, I, he, they press it, they only press it. But this is what I want you to hear, Honor. I take it back to him and this is what he says to me. Where did you take this jacket to? I say to him, thank you for saying that because this is beneath professionalism at its best. You yourself know that this quality of work is poor. I haven't taken this jacket to no place other than who you instructed me to, to take it to the cleaners and have them press it. Now, based upon your words, we cannot do this. When do you take it back to him after the cleaners? August the 24th. Okay. And so you take it back to him, and what's the plan now? He said he's going to work on it. He said, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on more on, on correcting this problem. All right, so Mr. However, Ms. Mr. Harper, how, what, what did you do after August 22nd to, quote, correct the problem? So the issue that we were having was the when the lining was sewn back down, the thread had come out. So I was supposed to re-sew the lining back down and then work on getting that crease out. And so how did you do that? I just pressed it more. Uh, I pressed it a few more times because I knew that it would probably take a few more times because the, the crease that was in there was so hard in there that it would take a few more times for the crease to come out. Right, but how does it take a few more weeks? Like if it may, takes a few more times of pressing, so you press and then it cools up, then you press in the same day. Like I'm wondering why it takes so long. Well, originally he came back. He decided that let's just scrap that. I would rather just have the jacket replaced. So the day he said he would rather have the jacket replaced, I stopped work on the jacket because he said, let's just replace it. Okay, so you were willing to do that. What happened? The agreement was that we would split the cost because he had the pants of the jacket. And since only the jacket needed to be replaced, Yeah, but he doesn't need two pants. He doesn't need two of the same. Did you agree to split the cost of of the suit, Mr. Jackson? No, we didn't agree to split Okay, so why would he? Why should he be out another 300 and something dollars? Like, I wouldn't split it. So did you try, did you buy the suit again or no? I did. And originally when he asked me, he said, look, I know that only the jacket is the issue. So I will meet you halfway 
and give you half for it. I Why said, would he okay, do that? No then problem. he'd be out 300 and something dollars for the jacket that you're unable to... I don't understand why people didn't go back to the original was, plan, tighten it up, and get rid of the roll. That's what I'm not understanding. Why didn't it, Why didn't we just do that, Mr. Harper? He said because of time, he didn't want to keep like dealing. I don't with the know, time I'm on August 22nd. There's a whole month left. I don't see why that couldn't just happen. I told him that it could still happen, but he but said he for free, where you that, where he doesn't have to pay for a roll. Right. It was. I told him that I wasn't charging him anything extra for it. But at the time, he said I under, he understood that I was also working on a wedding at the time, and he knew that it was a time crunch. So rather than deal with so what ends up happening, more, Mr. Jackson, on the twenty second of September, you go to, you you are attempting to pick up the jacket. The event is on the twenty sixth, and what happens? So when I go pick up this jacket, when I go, thank you for picking up at that wedding. He had not touched my jacket; it still wasn't ready. He so still what did he tell you to, to do? It. He told me he was going to work on. It. I said I'd be back to so, pick it up. So what day do you go back to pick it up? I go back as, as I, I'm not going to September, Your Honor. When I go into September, he tells me that his he, uh, his mom is sick. This his is on is what day? And it was September. Uh, September. September. September, sorry, September 23rd. All right. Your event is I'll now in three me, days. Me. He tells you, my mom is sick. Please pray for her. And what happens? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The next day, uh, his mom passes away. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Harper. So you text him to try to pick up the suit, and he tells you that his mother passed away, and then what happens? So I said, I'm, I'm hoping in the midst of your sadness that you are able to make possible for me to get my garment today, that I can, I can get my pants fitted, for the service just a day away. And does he respond? He replied, I ask you not to communicate with me and do not talk to me again. I was insensitive to his grieving and he did not want me to communicate with him again. Right. And I did not. So on September, on October the 13th, well past the event, he still has my jacket. He has not sent a letter, a phone call. He's grieving. You asked me not to communicate with you. However, I want to attempt this last time to settle our issue. But if but if all failed this way, our conclusion will be court. And did he respond to that? No, ma'am. Okay, which is why we're here. All right, um, you're suing for $1,000, uh, $695 for the cost of the suit. You paid $85 for alterations? Yes. All right. 
uh, and an extra 220, I guess, to get you to the 1,000, uh, called Waste of Time. Um, Mr. Harper, I'm so sorry for the passing of your mom, the very untimely passing of your mom. And I, I'm, I can certainly understand how you feel that someone talking to you about a suit at a moment like that, especially a pastor, might have offended your sensibilities and it would offend mine too. I get what, what you feel about that. You have to understand, though, that I'm in court here today to uphold law and contract law and obligations under a verbal contract. So mm -hmm. it, it's not like he was rude about it. And it, you may be a one-man show, but sometimes the show has to go on. And maybe there was somebody else you could send so he could get his suit so he could make his day happen. Um, I'm sorry they don't sell the jacket alone. Uh, I think um, I think you had the right idea when you were ready to buy the jacket. Um, the fact that they don't sell it alone is not his fault. Um, I think the jacket was ruined by the back and forth, and that'll sometimes happen. And do you agree that he paid you $85 in alterations? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to order the amount that will make uh, Pastor Jackson whole, which is $780. That's the cost of the suit, so he can replace the suit, uh, and the return of the money he paid you for alterations. That means the suit that is in your possession, since you're, as, mm -hmm. since you're paying for it, um, stays in your possession. Okay? That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff is going to get money, not the $1,000 he was actually seeking. Mr. Harper, let me ask you, how do you feel about the judge's decision, the way she worked it out? You seem to be okay with it, are you? Yes, I, I believe it was fair uh, from a legal standpoint. All right. Think you've learned anything from this whole experience with this picky customer? Uh, to make sure that when they know that once they leave the, the building with whatever the garment is, that everything is approved so that we don't have this issue and to get things in writing. Yeah, boy, well, you've learned something valuable. Good for you. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jackson, how about you? You, you? you okay now? How you feeling? I'm happy it worked out. I wish the best for, for Nick. As I said, I support him and his business as long as we can remain professional and with integrity. All right. Thank you so much, Harvey. Doug, an interesting case, because usually when somebody doesn't do an adequate job, the customer has to give the person at least one attempt to fix it. In this case, by giving him more than one attempt, the plaintiff proved his case because the defendant couldn't do it and the suit got ruined. My ex-boyfriend said he would fix my scooter. He took it, but he never returned it. I found it at his house outside under the snow. Now it won't start. I need it for transportation. Can I sue him for the damages? Well, they say hell hath no fury like a scooter scorned, right? <laughs> and in this case, we kind of need to know, did the thing run when she brought it to him? That's right. pretty important, well, right? Because she says he was going to fix it. Yeah, he was going to fix it. Maybe it didn't start before. But when you give something to someone like this um, to store it, to fix it, to do, improve it, uh, that's called a bailment in law. And this is one you would call a gratuitous bailment, where the bailor, which is the ex-girlfriend, brings to the ex-boyfriend, the bailee, her scooter. So, And you're, because we're assuming that he isn't charging her to pay it. Right. I don't I know assume. if he's an ex, 
by the time they have this. Uh, Who knows? Right, yeah. Right? But in that circumstance, because there's no mutual benefit here, it's just her giving him something and he's going to fix it and make it better for her. Right. He gets nothing out of it. He only owes a slight duty of care under the law. It's not even a reasonable duty of care. So, you know, leaving it out in the snow, maybe, maybe really doesn't even matter that it got snow on well, it. Kind of, and, and I think the timing uh, matters too. Like, right. did this happen? Like, they're dating, then they break up, and then. Yeah. Uh, you see her with another girl eight months later, and then you remember the scooter, and right. you're like, how, how much time right. did she let you really pass? Want, you want to know the backstory. Yeah, I do. I really want the backstory <laughs> like, on this. the scooter. What Come really here, is going on Come here, girlfriend. What exactly happened here? Because there's, it's, you know, the way it's, yeah. it's phrased, you know, if, if you, if he's your ex-boyfriend, he yeah. takes it to fix it, and a week later you see it under the snow, what difference did that make? Right. If it was under the snow for months and months, well, why'd you leave it there for months and months? Right. Um, so, and, and why wasn't it working to begin with? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Just depends on the circumstances. Right. She's, gonna get, she's got the scooter back now, and uh, hopefully she gets it running. Yeah. Right. She's got the scooter back, but not the boy. <laughs> right. This is the pleader, Tracy Simon. She says she makes custom drink coasters out of cork, and the defendant's trying to stiff her. She sent the defendant the coasters she ordered with poodles on them. The woman said she'd pay her, but hasn't. And she's not about to be ripped off, so she's suing for $150, the amount she's owed. This is the defendant, Virginia Sokoka. Jesus, the plaintiff is her niece, and she paid her in full for the poodle coasters she ordered. She has no idea why she's being sued today. The plaintiff posted lies on Facebook about her, and after this case is over, they are done. She's accused of stealing poodle coasters. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant, her aunt, asked her to make some custom drink coasters with poodles on them, and she hasn't been paid. But the defendant says her niece is mistaken because she paid her in full and doesn't owe her anything. It's the case of Dog Gonnet. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Simon, you are suing your aunt, Ms. Sakaoka, for $150 because, according to you, she didn't send you the money that she was supposed to for some coasters that you made for her. Tell me what happened, Ms. Simon. I had received a text message from her on November 23rd of last year asking me to make some coasters for her. So I called to talk to her. We went over it. I started pulling images. I showed them to her. She approved them. I ordered the coaster. She wanted to order them, and I told her, no, I already had them in my cart on my Amazon account. So I got the coasters, showed them to her, put the design on the laser, and etched them with the laser. And December 1st, I sent them to her. And Okay, let's back up a second. Money. I'm looking at the text between you two, and you send her a picture of some coasters on Amazon. She asks for eight without rubber on them. She then asks how much are 10? And you say, these are the ones I was looking at, they are 10.99. And she says, okay, can you do both? And you say, yes, that's 22. 22 what? Dollars. $22 to purchase the coasters. Right, so then there would be 10 of one and 10 of another, so there would be a total of 20 coasters. Right. 
But okay. I misunderstood what she was saying because I actually asked her, I'm like, are you wanting four of each? And that's when she told me on the phone, yes. Right, which I, I so I, I get where the misunderstanding is, and I think she does too. But, you know, when you say, these are the ones I'm looking at, it's 1099, okay, can you do both? You say, yes, that's $22. Why would she pay for all of them if you're only going to send eight of them to her? Doesn't make any sense. Like, this is like so hairy. Are you buying eight? Are you buying 20? Is she giving them to you at cost? Are you paying her for the effort? Like, what was your understanding, Ms. Sakaoka? My understanding was... She told me there were 10 of each and it was $22. I said, I will pay the $22. Then she asked me, can I have $10, Aunt Virginia? Where's that? Is that in the text? No, that was on the phone. Okay. She said, can I have 10 to make them? I said, yes, no problem at all. And I said, let me send you eight for sending them to me. I don't want you to pay to send them, and I will just send you $40. Okay. That was the deal. My understanding was I was paying for all the coasters. I'm going to send you 40 so I pay for shipping. Okay. I'm going to get busy and do it right now. Love the way it turned out. I've been productive today. Did you do them all night? Most of the coasters right there. That's one set of them. Right. You're saying that, but you saw where you had said that where, you know, you were, she asked how much it was and you told her like, it's, it's kind of hairy how many you're supposed to we send. What did you do with the other the ones? Did you not, did you just save those coasters and not make any more? I had previously made uh, two sets for her before. And I told her that because they were the mini ones, they were 10. My regular price on my larger ones are 15 for a set of four. Okay, well, none of that was discussed in the text. The only thing you answer to your aunt is that's $22 for me to order all of these. And you never say, but you'll pay the $22 and I'm keeping most of them. Like, that, that's not discussed. You're telling her the price to buy all of them. Um, and, but I understand that she had originally asked for eight coasters. I, I know. So what do you send? You send four of these. That one, I send four of those and four of those. All right. How many are you sending me? Because you said they were $22 and I sent 40. She says you asked for eight. And then your aunt says to you, and it cost me 40. Did you mail cash? Yes, because that's what she asked for. And it was the second time I did it. Why would you do that? Why would anybody send cash? I told her I didn't feel comfortable. Then don't do it. Don't send her cash. Send her a money order. Go through the trouble of going to to the post office and getting a money order. But I wrapped it in in computer paper. I wrote my name up on the left-hand corner. I wrote her name. Yeah, we don't send cash. People don't send cash through the mail for this reason. It was the second time, ma'am. I'm sorry, you say that in your defense? There shouldn't be a first time, much less a second time. You shouldn't do it because the chances are that this is going to happen. Did you actually mail it or did someone else mail it? My husband mailed it after I put it in the envelope. He was going to the post office to Is your mail husband his there? Bills. Is your husband there? Yes. Can I talk to him? Just a moment. Frank? Does he know you're on the people's court right now? Um, I hope so. <laughs> Just a moment. Yeah, hello. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. <laughs> okay. Can you raise your right hand? I got some questions for you if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Here we go. 
You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I hope you got it. I do. So she says she gave you an envelope with the cash in it. Yes. Did she? Yeah. I mean, I mailed it. <laughs> okay. And Ms. Simon says she didn't get it. Do you have any idea what might have happened to it, or you have no clue? I mean... I have no clue. I have, don't even have any notions. Okay. All right, you go ahead. You can put your wife back on. Thank you so much. All right, Ms. Simon, uh, you, did you get the money or you didn't get the money? I never got anything in the mail. Yeah. Uh, now, this ends up getting kind of nasty between you two, who, and, and you had apparently been close enough that you're calling each other on Thanksgiving and, and doing business with each other and staying in communication and texting with each other. Um, have you always had a good relationship with your aunt? For the most part, yes. We had a little falling out and... But we've always been close. Okay, so um, she is very adamant that she mailed it. I, I'm sure you're just as adamant that you didn't get it. But your posts afterwards, your public posts about your aunt afterwards, weren't, hey, you know, she really owes me the money because, you know, uh, if I didn't get it, then, you know, the risk of the money being stolen is on her, not on me. You actually called her a liar, and you actually said that she was trying to defraud you and stuff and cheat you, and she's a cheat and a liar. That was so strong to go from zero to 60 like that. Why did you feel that she was lying as opposed to that the money was lost? Just things that have happened in the past. Anything you care to share? Other family that is not here that I really don't want to drag in. Things have happened where she bought stuff from them, and she only paid them for one thing, and then they took both. So it, it's not just, it's an perpetual thing. Perpetual. Okay. So this is about 40 bucks. How did 40 bucks become 150 Court cost, time, that I could be actually making money because I have a bunch of stuff on my computer ready to cut, and... I have some orders I have to get out that I've had to put on hold for the day. You mail the 40, Ms. Sakaoka, before you get the order? Yes. No, I mailed it the same day that she told me she mailed me the coasters. Also, So you I hadn't had received re the coasters by the time you paid no. the 40? No, I had not. Okay. And I have not received the envelope back either. So no, it didn't somebody, come back to me. No, let me just tell you where your 40 is. Somebody stole your 40. That's what happened. That's why you don't send cash in the mail. I don't care who tells you to or who asks you to. Oh, and by the way, watch this. Miss Simon, did you tell her to send cash? No, I did not. I actually tried to get her to use PayPal. Right, and I saw the text about PayPal, but there's other cash apps that are less... Oh, I shouldn't... I have a checking account. And it's just account. so, it's what a time to be alive where you can just pay someone through a cash app. Um, it's just, it's so easy. But if you're not going to do that and you're, um, you don't want to learn new tricks, then you have to go to that same post office, uh, send your husband, he seems to be very compliant, and have him get a money order instead, buy the money order and put it in there. Then you have some recourse, you know. Um, I have a checking account, ma'am. Well, then send a check. I, that's what I wanted to do. Then do it. And she's the one that told me not to. Do you have any proof she that she told cash. you to send cash? Yes, ma'am, she did. No, do you have any proof? And it was the second do time. Do you have any proof that she insisted that she would only take cash in the mail as a form of payment? 
Do you no, have any because proof? because it was on the phone. Yeah, well, then you don't have proof. Uh, I would never send cash. I don't care who tells me to because the onus of proof of payment is on the person who's sending it. So the person taking that risk is you. It's not her. You're the one who's taking the risk. So I am not going to order you to pay 150 I am going to order you to pay the $40. And what do I do with the fact that, that everything was so hairy about whether she's getting 20 of them or whether she's getting... Ten of them. What's your position, Ms. Sakaoka? I thought I was getting the 20, 10 of each size. Right. And what do I do with the fact that you, Ms. Um, Simon, said to her, oh, yeah, that's right. And then what you sent were eight. We were on the phone talking at the time, too. Like I no, said, I, I Tell me thought- why you say this. I thought you said 20. Two bought 10. Yes, of each size. Of the round and of the square. Sorry, I haven't had coffee. Yes, you're right. She expected 20 coasters. She didn't expect eight. So why should I make her pay the 40? This is an issue that arises after she mails the 40. And you say, yes, that's right. Why are you telling her, yes, you're getting 20? This is what you say here in the text. That was a misunderstanding on my part. It sure was. I'm going to order her to pay you $20 based on the text that I see. And now I would like to know, Ms. Simon and Ms. Sakaoka, was your relationship worth more than $20? No. Because it kind of should have been from all the texts that I see between you guys. I get to know people through the texts. It's what happens before the lawsuit, before people's relationships get strained, before you end up not talking to each other. And I don't know. I saw something more than a $20 relationship. Ms. Simon... Have you talked to your aunt since all this happened? She actually accidentally sent me a video thing, and then she said, oh, I don't want to talk to you. And that's when I told her, oh, I still haven't got any money. And I haven't spoke to her since. So she obviously already didn't want to talk to you without knowing you hadn't gotten the money. Right. Or you got the money, and when she said she didn't want to talk to you, now you're saying you didn't get get the money. money. Listen, I don't know. I'm going to tell you what the law is. The law is that the sender has the burden of proof of payment. And so that's why the sender never sends cash. I don't care what, unless you have a written waiver on the part of the buyer that if the cash gets lost, it's on them. The law is it's on you as the sender to prove you paid. So I am going to order you to pay. I'm not going to order you to pay 150. I'm not even going to order you to pay 40 based on the text I'm reading. I'm going to order you to pay 20. $20 plus your court costs, Ms. Simon. That is my verdict. So this lawsuit may have ended a relationship, but the plaintiff is going to get $20. She wanted $150, and she doesn't get it. Uh, Ms. Sakaoka, how do you feel about this? You're going to have to get $20 to to the plaintiff, and you've got to figure out how to do it. How are you going to do it? Buy a check. (laughs) Okay, you, you, your choice. You're going to send a check, yeah. and, uh, and again, I, you think puts, this is it between no, you, I, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. All right, well, Ms. Simon, uh, she says she's done with you, but you're going to get a check for $20. How do you feel about that? I'm fine with it. Hopefully I get the check because I haven't got anything in the past, so we'll see. Okay, well, who knows? Maybe that $40 she said she said will show up someday. Chances are I won't. But in any event, are you are you okay with the relationship coming to an end like this? That side of my family? No, not really. 
Okay, that'll bring this case to a close then, Harvey. You know, Doug, we always talk about a contract like it's a piece of paper that a lawyer drafts in an office. Contract can be written on a napkin, and now a contract can be written via text or email. So you could literally put all the elements in a text and have a valid contract. I'm going through a divorce. We were married in 1998, but I helped build my own house in 1986 when I was single. Do I have to share my house with him? He was never put on the deed. Uh, the short answer is no. That's premarital property, and it is not part of the divorce settlement. Right. Now, having said that, sometimes people put additions to the house. Right. Or uh, he helps to pay the mortgage on the house. Right. Or he, so he puts X amount into the house. He would be entitled to half of X of what he put into it. Right. It would be a what they call quantum merit, as much as it's deserved under the right. circumstances, what the, the amount that he deserves. But uh, it's amazing, the stuff, and all of a sudden, once the divorce happens, the party that didn't own the property before marriage suddenly did everything. <laughs> like, oh my God, this guy did everything in the house. He paid the mortgage. He paid for the newspaper delivery. He cleaned up the yard. He maintained the house. He improved the house. It's like over and over and over again. Sometimes it's true, sometimes not so much. Right. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.